Hello everyone and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is February 28th, 2017, the last day of February. Shinzo Abe is in hot water this last week and diet hearings he is being pummeled by the opening of a school in Osaka, presumably at first going to be named the Abe Shinzo Memorial School. It is under a lot of investigation. We're gonna talk about that now and how serious it is. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Nancy Snow, and Michael Chuchek, welcome back. Hello. It's great. Michael, you're watching this too. This is huge for the Prime Minister. Nancy, this has tremendous branding risk for the Prime Minister. In fact, some people say this could topple his administration. It's interesting that you reference Prime Minister Abe because I look at this in a different light. I see this as very damaging to Akia Abe, Mrs. Abe. She has been the softening agent for Abe with his far-right nationalism ties. And here we have a case where she was named the honorary principal right. and she had to remove her name and she said, I never endorsed that. And yet it, it sort of puts her in a different boat. This is someone who came out very favorably for LGBTQ rights, so mm -hmm. participated in Rainbow Pride. She has often differed with her husband on issues, including all of the concrete barriers along the seashore on nuclear power. So she's always, like many spouses of uh, high-profile, ultra-nationalistic figures, if they have a spouse who is speaking softly, she referenced even uh, her love of the Korean culture and as sort of a counter-effect to the comfort women uh, trouble. And, and so now you have to wonder, is this a Mrs. Abe who was really always in lockstep with her husband, or was she just plain ignorant? And I, I really think it was a little bit maybe of both, of a certain naivete, that she went along with this honorary title, and yet she also told them, I guess a couple of years ago, she had said, my husband is in favor of the curriculum that you're using. So you right. really have to wonder, who do we have here now? So it's not just damaging to Abe and brand Abe for Japan, but also to her. Yes, this is, I think, one of the biggest scandals to hit the prime minister. He is implicated by the actions that she's taken, but the building of this elementary school following the kindergarten, this has been in a, in, in a long process, and you can't really think that she didn't know what she was getting into and the prime minister didn't know what his wife was getting into. This was supposed to be the first Shinto school in Japan, Michael. Well, we need to really march this back for the viewers who may not be totally clear as to what all the parts of this are. Okay, there there, there are two it. scandals here. One is an ultra-right organization that has been in existence for decades, operating very quietly under the radar in Osaka operating in this case under a single individual named Kagoike, who is a member of the Nippon Kaigi, the, J the Japan Conference, the very famous right-wing organization that Mr. Abe and, and uh, Governor Koike of, of uh, Tokyo are all members of. Right. This gentleman has been the director of a kindergarten, an ultra-nationalist kindergarten for decades, and it's operated Nobody cared about it. Who cares about it? I mean, it's a kindergarten, so right, it, it could go under the radar. And the, the place was an absolute Disneyland of weirdness. Uh, and based on basically taking the education system that existed up until 1945 and reproducing it. Mm -hmm. 
so that there was basically emperor worship. Make that, Japan beautiful. Make, again. Uh, beautiful again. It, it, they, every day they bowed to the image of the current emperor. They sang the Kimigayo. They then recited the, the imperial rescript on education. These are three and five-year-olds mm-hmm. for whom the language of that document was meaningless. Uh, and it was going on for, for years. Suddenly, however... For some reason, Abe Akie found out about this place and turned up and spoke. And she was introduced at that speech as the new honorary principal. She, whether she was in any way, had advanced knowledge of this honor that she was going to be given uh, is a question. But she allowed her picture and a statement by her to be on this, the incipient school's website. This is the first scandal. This is the first scandal. The second scandal is how this school that is going to be built, a real elementary school, how it got the land that sits underneath it. And that is where Mr. Abe gets in up until up into his elbows. Heads will roll. Heads will roll. Someone Definitely has to. somebody's going to because the, the, for this. That, that's right. Because the, the land itself was if you the story as it's coming out, and it's coming out not only in the scandal mags, but in the mainstream media, which means it's serious. It is serious, and it, every day new revelations. And, new and revel- in the international media. And in the international media, but it was, and, and I, I must say that I was clued into this, first of all, by a South Korean journalist, uh, that of the existence of this original kindergarten, not mm-hmm. the elementary school. I learned about the elementary school's opening from following this story. The, the, the land deal is incredible. The, 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 the land, the Asahi Shinbun, which has a chip on its shoulder as regards the Abe administration, found out that the sale price was secret. The, and it was determined by finance ministry bureaucrats entirely without any kind of bidding process or open uh, attempt to sell the land in a public way, entirely in secret to this organization, one, that it was one-tenth what a neighboring parcel was that was approximately the same size that had been sold to the city uh, publicly, and then that it was a waste dump, whether it's toxic waste, we don't know, but nevertheless, there was garbage, and that that garbage was not removed from the site, and that the school had been paid by the national government for the removal, so that it's effective. What effectively what they paid for this parcel of land on which a school now stands was two million yen, twenty thousand dollars U.S. You know, Michael, I think here you go again. You're always so suspicious <laughs> about these kinds of things. Why don't we just go back and look at the documents that show what kind of negotiations were going on, and this will all become very clear. Okay, you, wind it up and bing, hit. and there are no documents. <laughs> How uh, that, can that be? In Japan, we document everything. Everything, I mean, everything is stamped. Is, everybody has to be in oops. on it. You have to go through the interagency process. Yes, of course there were documents, but they're gone. According to the bureaucrats in charge, the the negotiation process, all of that was, yes, documented, but the documents have been destroyed. That's outrageous. It's outrageous. And of course, it's every, and every day something new comes Mm -hmm. out about this thing. Okay. Here's the the thing though with Mr. Abe, he said, I had no knowledge of the way that the school was Honey, what the hell did you do? And it reminds me of the old <laughs> Scooby-Doo uh, cartoon. Do you remember when the villain, when they would take the mask off the villain, 
And the villain would say, and I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's sort of, he's playing, hey, I had no knowledge. And if you've got the video, if you've got some proof out there, bring it on. No, so he, he's fact, already debating oh, he, 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 yeah, the press. He's, yeah, he said, I will resign, resign. as yeah. prime minister and this as a politician. That, that is yeah. huge. So isn't, isn't that just like feeding chum into the water and, and the opposition parties hear that? Yeah, it's not just the opposition parties, it's the media. And right. the media has responded in a very- The media is the opposition. Well, no, that's, oh, a, that's wrong a, fake country. news. Wrong country. <laughs> uh, the, in this case, the media has b behaved very, very uh, interestingly. The Asahi has been lying low for a long time because it got beaten down mm -hmm. by its uh, revelation scandals. It's suddenly awake again. And the anti-Abe media, the Mayanichi group, the Chunichi group, have been going all in on this scandal as has NHK, the national broadcaster. Well, there's something here. Well, that's a here. big surprise that NHK is on board. NHK is on board. The only people who aren't on board is Sanke, for the reason that's relatively understandable. They believe in this, right. this, mm -hmm. this ideology. They mm -hmm. do. They believe that Japan has been weakened by the, the suppression of some of the values, not all of them, of the pre-1945 state. Right. But then the Yomiuri, has been the quietest of all. It's pretended that it's just not there. If you look at their coverage, you look at their 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 website or or in any kind of database, they have hardly reported it at all, which mm -hmm. indicates just by inverse logic that it's huge. Right. Because right. they are the propaganda mm -hmm. outfit for the Abe administration mm -hmm. and they have ignored this. So this is big. But the opposition, yeah. What they've been doing, they, they let the budget pass. No, that was, we talked about the budget two weeks ago, said it was a snooze fest, it passed last week. It passed last week with the 30 days to go, and now that the docket is completely open for Moritomo Gakuen, the name of the organization, 24 mm. seven. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, would this lead to uh, any of the protest marches like we saw against nuclear power? Is there an effort here to make this a sustaining protest oh, beyond just the pages of the newspaper? NHK, though, is huge because NHK has been such a lapdog for mm -hmm. Abe with the board members there. Who well, really people have gotten in trouble interest. for far less. Yeah, but in this case, the, it, the, the public is still not up to, to speed on this. Right. Mm -hmm. it, there are so many... Uh, loose ends mm. to this story. And when, what did the prime minister know and when did he know it is mm -hmm. really up in the air. The destruction of evidence, of course, makes this all the more interesting and it's, it's going to be, it's, it's not going to be so much protest as the, the actual institutions, the, the, pros, the Tokyo prosecutor's office, the Osaka branch of the prosecutor's office, the the various local municipal governments finding out what the heck happened. And the biggest bit kahuna of all is the finance ministry. Right. And the finance ministry has to will has to make a decision to either fish or cut bait, to sacrifice one of its own. Right who made the land deal happen. Somebody will fall on the sword. Or, 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 the, or everything gets spilled. And we know that the LDP has worked desperately hard to prevent the principal of this school from testifying in the diet because he's going to say things mm -hmm. that are not according to the narrative mm -hmm. they've painted so far. Oh, right? yeah. So he's a loose cannon. So is it also significant that this is an Osaka story because I wonder how is it playing in the Osaka media? Everything is so Tokyo driven. Right. 
and how stories either grow legs or they just sort of filter away. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if there could be maybe a reporter in Osaka who's going to really expand the story and bring in the public interest. Well, that's the question in, in many ways, especially since we have the dynamic of not only that school's ideology, but the fact that it basically taught its children uh, to look down on Chinese and, and Korean and Korea, residents right. of Japan yeah. using using derogatory terms, uh, the absolutely toxic term Shinajin mm -hmm. uh, to describe Chinese, which is 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 a forbidden word. Uh, they, that was used in the uh, documents that that the, they would spread and they would give to the parents. The, if, if if you really want to, a vision of complete nuttiness. <laughs> you go to their website still. It's been scrubbed. The p images of the prime minister and his wife have been taken off. Her message has been mm -hmm. taken off. But what remains is still completely right. crazy okay. stuff. Yeah. And you, you, you say, how did this place get just left alone? How did it, where was it? Mm -hmm. How did we not know about this place? Well, also very troubling to me is who are these parents? who right. are going in on this type of education, are they not, they have to be aware that this is beyond just teaching right and wrong, because that's where we learn a lot of right. our lessons, outside the home, it's in school. But this has the cast of Imperial Japan sure. and Military Japan, and as you say, reciting a script from 1898, this 1890, devotion right. to... Uh, the imperial family and the sun god and all the rest that goes in with it. There's a parallel, too, in terms of, ooh, we can't find the documents now, mm -hmm. to the end of World War II, where all of these documents regarding the right. government went missing right. as well. Right. Yeah, but in this case, there's all. I've, I've asked the same thing. Who are the parents who are going to send their kids? There's, there is a question in, in terms of there's a difference between an, a, a kindergarten and this, uh, an elementary school, which right. is the elementary school is what they're they're building. And there's a difference between the public and the private. That's right. And, and, this and, is a and private the, school. The thing is about kindergartens is that it's voluntary. You, you don't have to send your kids to to kindergarten. So there's this is a choice made by these parents. Elementary school is mandatory. mandatory. Right. You're required to send your ch children to school, and if you choose private education, that's fine. But that, that goes directly under the, the Ministry of Education's purview. Right. Uh, and they were very careful about the curriculum. They're not so careful about the curriculums in kindergartens, mm -hmm. even though it's also under them. Mm -hmm. uh, and he clearly, this director, clearly knew the economics of the two were different and that he had to have some kind of cachet. Being the only Shinto school in Japan was not enough. So he roped in Abe Akie as a PR effort, I think. And, and Well, I have to say something, too, because I've written about Shinto, okay. as you all know, in the Japan Times. And I've been to Issei Jingu, and that was prominent in the G7. It's really upsetting to me that Shinto, as a religion that really has this sort of decide as you go along or just have the experience of Shinto is now getting integrated into mm -hmm. politics. Right. Now, that's something that probably the prime minister always had in mind. But the beauty of the G7 and how it played worldwide is that it was more about 
Japan's origin, but not with this cast of of Tokyo and the far right politics. So uh, I think they changed the name, and it's now related to the rice culture. Uh, Morimoto. No, Gakuin no, is no, the no. Name the, of the the, she's talking about the, the the school's name is Mizuho no Kuni. That's right. The but you, okay, school. there right. are a lot of the, it's it's dog whistle. Yes, Mizuho no Kuni actually is Abe Shinzo's favorite name for Japan. It's a dog whistle. I like it's that, a, Michael. It's, it is. That's it's good. a it's dog whistle politics. Only the people who have ever read Abe Shinzo's book Toward a New Nation, 2013, know that there is a chapter called the Mizuho no Kuni. Mm-hmm. The, and he talks about the ideal Japan is the Mizuho no Kuni. So by changing the name to Mizuho no Kuni, there was no difference. It's it's still the Abe Shinzo okay. Memorial <laughs> School. Okay, mm-hmm. it's just for those people who are in the know. And and this I this is a little obvious though. Yeah, well, it, okay, I mean, that's, that's, to make this leap isn't really that far of a and, leap. And the make. second thing is about Shinto. Okay, yes, it says it's the for only Shinto school, and it, and. It, it, it's a, it's really pugnacious. It says there are plenty of Christian schools, there are plenty of Buddhist schools, and yet there is no Shinto school. Well, there were until 1945. All schools were Shinto schools, mm. but because that was the official religion. Right. Yes, right. but in that you use the word religion. That's the next thing. Right. If you go to the website, they say Shinto is not a religion. Mm. Shinto is the actual sentiment of the genetic. It's the it's the actual sentiment of the Japanese people, and then in in a box it says the Japanese race, oh, and Uh-oh. that it's in their DNA. <laughs> right. Okay, so that it is profoundly racist, profoundly. It wants to get out of Article Twenty Five of the Constitution, which says you cannot favor a religion. Mm. Public officials cannot favor a religion. Good, Shinto's not a religion, so therefore you can promote it. Right. Mm-hmm. This is this is us. This is an operator. This is a fraudster who has done a lot of juggling of all kinds of different ideals, and the Abe's who have been in politics for mm. decades, for decades, they get taken in by this shyster and. It's going to bring them down. Yeah, I don't know if they've, they've been taken in. I think it seems all part of the same package. The bang for the buck for the prime minister is not that he's going to get um, a payoff because the land was sold below market value. I think the payoff for him is he's going to be able to establish this this continuum of Shintoism in Japanese culture, contemporary Japanese culture. But then he, now he's saying, I had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So he's walking away from it. It's oh, clearly because he got caught. I mean, it, it's a huge candle. What would you do? I had nothing to do with it. Well, she did it. Well, we the press, and and that's something that we see happening now in the United States. The more Trump and Steve Bannon, his mm-hmm. top advisor, really bait the media and refer to them disparagingly as the opposition party, and right. they have no respect as an institution the more that is really just spurring them on. Right. And now people are buying the New York Times and reading the Washington Post online more than ever. And they're going to be perhaps some budding investigative reporters. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen with this particular scandal in Japan. Well, no, they're, 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 the, the, the government's very careful because they know that this, this is real. 
Yeah. They're, they're not going to say, this is something that's made up by the Asahi Shinbun. Right. Because it's not made up by the Asahi Shinbun. It, it, it's real. No, mm-hmm. I know that they haven't said it's fake news, but I'm just wondering if this will actually inspire some people to want to go into journalism again, because I do think that it has the potential to really bring them down. Now, permanently, maybe not, but bring down the image of uh, Abe, which right now he's running at levels that we haven't About seen since his reelection, right, December 2012. Mm. So it just surprises me that they would be so naive and act like they didn't really have these strings uh, attached to this school. So, because it, it goes back to remember his talk about 100 million people, happy, shiny people, right. uh, which was very propagandistic. And we were talking about that on a show many, many moons ago. Right. There's even a minister in charge of that. That's right. And so you, you sort of wonder how big are they going to build this because Japan wants to be on the world stage mm-hmm. and seen as progressive and open-minded and in favor of internationalization. I know this as a professor, as you do, in internationalizing the curriculum. But then when you have this insularity and this going back in time, this sort of history redo, uh, that that's going to also damage the Japan brand as mm-hmm. more people learn about, my God, this highly militaristic nation that it once was. Right. Yeah, but the, the, that, and that plays immediately into the kinds of people who've been contacting me on the story, which is uh, China and, and Korean. Uh, there have been outlets that have contacted me. And, and in fact, okay, uh, I saw you on nip. Chinese television oh, the other thank day. thank you very much. Uh, and <laughs> it, and it plays into their narratives mm-hmm. so strongly that you, you feel, oh, dang it. And the, the, que- the thing is, it's that it's Abe Akie, yes. the, right. the good Abe. That's mm-hmm. right. Again, but the thing the is, that, that the softening agent, but that has always been a a false narrative mm-hmm. in my view. I mean, yes, she's the the ambassador to the LGBT. She had a bar she, when she, they first Yeah, she's <laughs> that's right. She's she's also known for her love of Korean things and her the ability to speak Korean, but at the same time, she's the abe that goes regularly to Yasukuni Shrine mm-hmm. and puts it up on her Facebook page. Mm. She's the one who made the, the contact with this right-wing organization. She's much more complicated than the cardboard representation of her as the good Abe has yeah. been. And we have to admit that, uh, that, you know, some of, in, in many ways, uh, the, the international uh, media wanted to see her in a certain mm-hmm. way that perhaps wasn't entirely realistic. So there's a certain, there's a, there's a self-delusion aspect there as well. We're coming to that as well. But in terms of internal politics, it's the financial scandal. That's co- that the, the 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 curriculum is one thing, and and certainly outlets like the Red Flag Akahata right. the, of the of the Japan Communist Party goes on about the crazy cr- right wing curriculum. But for most people, and what could really damage Abe is the involvement of the finance ministry in this land deal. So this is going to go to... on all probably with the spring, and we're going to well, be talking uh, no, about no, this. Well, every day is new day, isn't it's it? Every new day, but also we have this weekend on the coming up the LDP's all important party congress, That's where right. where Abe is supposed to present this idea that there should be a third term in office for him. And that's supposed to be passed automatically. Maybe they'll do it just on a technical vote. 
we will open up the possibility that someone in the future can have a third mm -hmm. term. Back off just a tiny bit. And just back off right. a little bit. But this was supposed to be his coronation ceremony, right. and boom, we have a scandal like he's never had before. A richly textured and deeply complicated issue. We're going to continue to follow this. Let's see if this is the issue that brings the Prime Minister down. Stay tuned. Welcome back. It's February 28th, 2017. Abe Trump met in Washington, D.C. two weeks ago. The prime minister's popularity ratings shot through the roof. How sustainable is this? Well, I, I've said before that um, I think that Abe would get a uptick from it because the visuals were so powerful. And I was talking to a reporter yesterday who is based in Hong Kong, and she was rolling her eyes, though, about the Trump-Abe summit because she said, how cheesy can it get to have these two going out and golfing yep. at Mar-a-Lago and... Uh, she, and I said, well, it's very 80s, isn't it? It's very back to the future. But that's how Trump knows Japan. Right. And in a way, it was sort of whimsical, and we didn't get a lot of details. We know now that a lot of proposals were presented. Abe came packing with ideas, including the high-speed train and, and doing a lot more business in the U.S. that would benefit the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So right. he had a lot of baubles. But we've been talking about the scandal that is now uh, over the Abe administration. So the Japanese people are taking the approach that more of a wait and see with the Trump administration. Sure. We're just beginning week six. And Trump has been a very good president, by the way. He is a very good, <laughs> Sorry. honest, great president. He uh, has huge hands. <laughs> No, um, Trump has had a very bumpy ride, and, and I'm going to actually be talking about Trump uh, here in Tokyo on March 9th at Temple University, Trumpaganda, because the Trump administration has used a lot of persuasion and propaganda. Mm -hmm. So the visuals, though, for that weekend were good. And remember, what did North Korea do? They said, don't forget us. They right. launched the missile. Then you had the joint impromptu press conference and... It looked very good, but there were a lot of troubling signs there, too, because they were talking about national security issues in a public venue. Right. So there were a lot of missteps. And we know that trade and protectionism in Japan will continue to be a problem, and Trump's going to win on that. On that. But, uh, but Abe, again, he, he looked strong, and, and he really held his own. And mm -hmm. um, I don't think it will be sustained, as it never is right. <laughs> with these things. But Japan, it's still, they're, they're strong trading partners right behind Japan's relationship with China. And they're united, let us not forget, on the nationalism, economic nationalism front. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody's got to take the advantage there, and it will still be the U.S. advantage. Here's the thing I wonder about, though. Having returned from Okinawa in February... Why is Okinawa sort of never brought up? Uh, we had the Okinawa, Okinawa governor go to Washington. Did anybody really hear about that trip? No, and he nobody didn't really play gave golf much, with Trump. No. And Okinawa, once again, is a forgotten issue because maybe things look very settled there, but there are new um, horizons on national security having to do with nuclear mm -hmm. um, missiles and building up the nu nuclear arsenal of the U.S. Where does Japan fit with that and Korea? And so 
the golfing days, that'll be looked upon as, as sort of that, that very short honeymoon period right. between these two. Mm-hmm. Well, the numbers are still sustaining uh, in spite of the scandal, Michael. Dr. Snow is right in saying that the visuals and the political Optics impact were really good. of the meeting were really good domestically for Abe, mm-hmm. uh, that it worked for, for him in every which way. And it indeed has given Japan some breathing room, at which point, when will the second wave come from the Trump administration? We had oh, just recently the, a, a revelation of the new Commerce Secretary, Wilbur Ross, having an interplay with uh, Donald Trump over Japan. And it's exactly that, what you were describing, the trade issue mm-hmm. and how they do things that keep our our food out. They say it's not clean and... and Those cows and, are all mad. And, and, every, and, and Ross just saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, everything to hit, to not, not contradicting this long 80s view of the uh, the relationship between the two countries. So is it going to be the security side or is it going to be the trade side? Now, on the trade side, on the Japan side, there you're going to laugh. They're still thinking that Donald Trump will come around to the TPP. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they, you they, want they, me to laugh? <laughs> no, they, because they, to, the, to the extent that Japan is sending no representatives well, they're sending some low-level, they're not sending high-level ministerial or vice-ministerial representatives to the next TPP conclave, which is very soon. That con- they, Why? Because the Australians for, are already pushing the idea, let's go TPP-11 and forget about the United States, let's continue meeting. Japan does not want to be on that train, mm-hmm. and so they're not going to send anybody senior to be able to agree to anything that happens at the meeting. They want TPP-12 with the U.S. inside. Mm -hmm. And there is that belief in the Japanese government that when TPP is finally explained to Trump, that they'll be able to prevail. Now, you you would probably think, God, they're completely misunderstanding the United States political system. Maybe so, but that's where they are right now. They think the meeting went so well that it's just going to build on a, a, a... a Shinzo-Donald relationship that will lead to a a recap and a revitalization of the U.S.-Japan relationship. Could be. Could be. I mean, they went packed for bear. He took his finance minister and he took his minister of foreign affairs. affairs, And a lot of deals were cut while he was out, you know, cutting grass. (laughs) So I think there was a lot of horse trading that was going on because the relationship does seem to be heading towards an even keel, probably at the expense of trade, who knows. But, you know, the um, Abe-Trump relationship seems to be, you know, the cornerstone of where foreign policy will be dictated. I thought the TPP had been put to rest. I thought so, too. Abe was speaking about it, that he hoped to retain it, and Trump had moved on. And Trump moves on very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think for the Abe administration now, they have to really view this as a larger landscape because especially their play with the press now and with how these stories are uh, presented in the news. Uh, it's, it's really worrisome, frankly. Uh, maybe I'm getting a little off message, but what's happening in the United States now with trying to control uh, the news or disregard the news? Mm-hmm. Because 
Well, that's it's a so battle all in, of itself, isn't it? I it mean, is. the battle there is. But uh, TPP, actually, the way that it was presented through the filter of the news originally was so poor. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it had a chance of passing, whether it, it was Hillary Clinton right. or Donald Trump, because nobody really understood it. It was like NAFTA on steroids or and, Obamacare. Yeah, and when I worked at the U.S. Information Agency, we had to package NAFTA, and there was so much resistance to that. But it was much more understood. Mm-hmm. Now with all these different nations, even the people participating don't know all the intricacies of it. So uh, I, I thought it made more sense for Japan to go forward with a bilateral But, but there's agreement. no interest in that. There's absolutely no interest in that because it would mean reinventing the wheel. Yeah. The TPP is already there. It has all of the guarantees that Donald Trump says should be in there. It has all the elements that Donald Trump wants in a trade pact. So why not go with it? Just because you you misrepresented it on the campaign trail doesn't invalidate our work. Mm -hmm. That's their line and that's their view. And that there is a sense that there is a permanent government in the United States that is going to push the, the Trump people either out of the way or into a, their box. And we see that in the United States in terms right. of the uh, intelligence community, how they've responded to being put down by the Trump people uh, with selective leaks of very interesting mm-hmm. things. The, there is a... I mean, we, we argued about this in last October, I'm sorry, last November, about the experts, mm. about the the people who have been in government or in and out of government positions for, for long periods of time. That establishment does not take orders from right. Trump. Mm-hmm. And the establishment is, the, is for the TPP. The establishment thinks that the TPP is five years of hard work trying to get something done, and to throw it out in the trash is a complete waste of human effort. Okay. Maybe it's a, a negotiation ploy, like the correspondence dinner. I'm not going to show up at the correspondence dinner. If you're going to have the correspondence dinner, you guys go ahead, but I'm not going to show up. Maybe it's just a ploy like that. Mm. I'm in the power. But watch when, he, when they have the dinner anyway, and he doesn't show up. They'll no, have no, the Alec empty Baldwin chair. will show up. That's yeah. right. They'll have the empty yeah. chair, and right. uh, maybe they'll have you know one of those those dolls with the fluffy hair yeah. going up. Right. right. And, you know, they'll they're, have a lot they're of going fun. to they're going they'll to they'll get a huge audience sure. for that. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be huge. But I think that a lot of people, when they learn about TPP, I agree that the establishment's behind it. But Hillary Clinton came out against it because she also wanted to represent the more progressive wing of the Democratic Party which is troubled by this top-down, closed-door, mm-hmm. corporate-led approach to this. This, this is it's really a trade been a- pact. It's going to, by definition, be, tr- be corporate-led. And it has all kinds of labor and environmental elements that should please everybody. Well, a lot, it, of, a lot of people have She did have it basically for, it. For, in order to make sure that she, she crossed her T's and dotted her I's with people who don't understand how trade tax mm. work. And, and let's not forget, going back to U.S. politics, too, that we love our conspiracy theories in the United States. We don't like when there are too many players involved and when things are too secretive. And if you continue to present TPP that way, right. that it, this, this is what you get, but you don't know how the sausage was made. Sure. We always then add our own skepticism, and there's no greater conspiracist or conspiracy-driven 
leader going now than Donald Trump. He's spent a whole lifetime uh, pulling the thread of various conspiracies, including questioning the uh, uh, national origins of Barack Obama. So I, I think that his he may not have known all of the details of TPP, but he didn't like it because of all the different nations involved. And he felt like, well, the U.S. is not really going to come out on top here with mm -hmm. all these different nations with their protective industries. And so he would rather do all these bilateral agreements. But and I don't think he's going to stray from that. So we'll have to wait and see. But the, he's going to get a lesson. Right now in Yokohama, as we speak, the RCEP meetings are going on for the regional cooperation of an economic organization that will exclude the United right. States yeah. and include China. He, that's the game. You're either in or you're, or you're out. You're either on the bus or you're going to wait by the roadside. And the, 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 the trade pact, it's, 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 there are trade pacts of all different kinds, not only with East Asian countries together, but having to do with Europe that Japan has been negotiating and working on, if the United States won't play, Japan has to go forward. And that's the right of every sovereign nation. It's not about him. It's not about Washington. Washington and he can actually take this idea that America is the indispensable nation and trash it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and meanwhile, what is he calling for but building up the, the nuclear, nuclear arsenal. arsenal. So and the military. Taking the military, more huge, of the hard power approach right. to economics, which is often more of the soft power. Mm -hmm. So, Okay, well, we're not ready to issue tinfoil hats here on Tokyo on Fire quite yet, but stay tuned. We're going to continue to watch this issue for you. Welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. It is February 28th, 2017. The Japanese government has initiated a new plan to engage the Japanese population to spend more, to have more babies. This is a premium show, by the way. Nancy, are you familiar with Premium Friday? I am because I saw the ads plastered all weekend. And uh, from what I understand, it's uh, once a month, get off early on a Friday. The they last had a Friday of Get off month. work. Get off, yes. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Sweden and yes. its plan to repopulate the Swedes with Getting an afternoon work. delight. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Another story. Yes, get off work. And uh, they are. Uh, there was a picture that accompanied one story, and it had a group of uh, co-workers clinking their glasses, already drinking at 3 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So uh, alcoholism rates may go up on Premium Friday. I really love this initiative, Michael because it's a way to kind of engage the population without their acceptance or without the acceptance of their employers, but it does probably engage the economy, wouldn't you agree? Okay, first let's define what Premium Friday is. Okay. One Friday a month, employers are supposed to let their employees off at three o'clock in the afternoon, and that is supposed to stimulate consumption, because immediately, of course, everybody after they leave work, they start consuming things. And that this is going to help stimulate the economy. Now this is, this is promoted and supported by the Ministry of Economics, Trade and Industry, by METI. Right. And so that's the theory. And we had our first one this last weekend. Caught uh, most people by surprise. Uh, yeah, it caught most people by surprise, uh, but there, there was a lot of PR, as, mm -hmm. as you said. There's, there was a lot of promotion of this, and awareness in, in, the, in the media, at least. 
But in terms of employers, it seems that very few are voluntarily taking on this new, basically, day off that they must give, half-national holiday that they must give their employees. And who could, you know, who could blame them? Well, it's a tax. Basically, it's a tax. Yeah, it's basically a tax in that you, you are not allowed to have your workers work for you, and yet you have, still have to pay them right. for that time. Yeah, but 3 p.m. is a little odd, too. I think a few companies were going to give people a half a day because really... That's a little bit too generous. Is that a big, generous right. gift to give? In, in the U.S., we might be thinking, okay, I get the last couple of hours. Maybe I can beat the rush hour traffic. Mm-hmm. I think in this context, it has to do also with the three-day weekend. So they don't want everybody rushing during Golden Week, but to really have the mindset of going and spending, traveling to other parts of Japan, especially that are that are really in need right. of domestic tourists. Uh, but it looks like that not enough companies are going to be on board. So unless they had full 100% participation, it's not going to be any kind of economic stimulus. And it doesn't get at the larger issues having to do with the work-life balance. If anything, if I had a couple of hours, if I were a typical Japanese salary worker, I'd go home and go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> basically, Because they yeah, are right. so sleep-deprived right. in this nation. Well, it's, it's only the first month. The next one will be in March, the 31st of March. It'll be on a Friday. Who's to know? But I think it's catching fire. Well, I think that, that Dr. Snow does point out the, the, the reason why it sells in areas outside of the main urban centers. Because there is always, in terms of internal tourism, this issue of you know how much time you can spend if you have to, to take transportation. Right. And what it's saying is you can get on that train or on that plane early in the afternoon, arrive at the place in reasonable time, and you'll have two full days in this non-urban center to spend money in the local areas. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that actually has some sense to it. But it doesn't really address the issue of voluntary, that is voluntary. Mm-hmm. Sure, big companies may do it. And an analysis that's been done by certain media groups have shown that it's especially companies that have bad reputations in terms of overworking their workers mm-hmm. that are promoting this the most vigorously. Mm-hmm. Those who, the, the okay. Dentsu? Oh. <laughs> who? <laughs> the big D. Well, yes. uh, these companies are, are going to be on board very quickly for the various, for again, for PR. Suntory, Honda. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've had trouble no, with but, but but in it, But but smaller companies that don't have a PR value out of this, it's just basically a cost. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thought that they're going to be allowing this is, is kind of way too hopeful, I think. And the other thing, too, is you have to employ people to receive these people who've been let off work or voluntarily left work early. So it's that counterbalance. You're going to have some people saying, what what am I doing here? You're you're, well, so you're out it's, on premium It's for manufacturers Friday. only, basically, right. is what it means. Mm-hmm. Is that manufacturing? If you're an hour an employee, then you've only worked twenty hours this week. Yeah, but the right. the, 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 the manufacturing you can stop the, the you you can stop work. Whereas in the service industries, you're providing services and you're going to be accepting those other people, and that includes commercial uh, stores, supermarkets. Hotels, those those people will not get any yeah, time off. Right. So in terms of the the population, the industry, right. it'll be it'll be basically the 
workers, blue collar workers, maybe some white collar workers in in manufacturing. But, but you know what it. I like about this idea? You know, they have tried to bring up the wages. You know, that would be even more meaningful if somehow the government was able to instill into the companies the duty to raise r- wages. Mm-hmm. Right then, the, then there's more disposable income. Presumably, I wonder too if they could link this to the Swedish approach to afternoon delight. <laughs> I'm just trying to tie my two comments together. I'm glad because we can of the low fertility <laughs> rate and the sexless Japan issue. If it could be, it, it actually is a part of the whole idea. Take off once yeah. a week, knock off from work, and get knocked up. Well, look, the reason why I like this idea, I have in Japanese, I have dreams. Yes, okay, that? but. You know, the government was able to initiate this and kick it off without too much of a cost to the government, without generating too much backlash. And it's an idea that, I mean, who would have thought that it would come out of the the government in the first place? Well, I I see it in a really negative light. Uh, And part of the fact is that it's coming out of Medi itself. Mm -hmm. And Medi is currently being led by a person with whom I have tremendous personal issues, which is... Uh, Minister Seko. Right. And, and Minister Seko, for me, this is an, an absolutely classic example of his thinking that there's a, a communications windfall, a, a PR boom, and an absolutely great image for, for him, for him, of course, but also for the Abe administration, as, and that this is going to be, this will have tr- a tremendous effect in further increasing the popularity of uh, Abe Shinzo. I, I intensely doubt that that's the case, and I don't see that there are some things that the government has done over the years that have caught on and some that haven't, and some that have just gone wild. And, and you can go down the list. Mm-hmm. Cool biz. Cool biz. Sure. Cool biz. That made sense because now people don't have the thermostat on in, in, the, in the summertime. And the warm biz in the wintertime, they don't use as much energy. Right. That makes sense. But for every cool biz, we have things like the coupon programs that the Kometo for local purchases that you can, you can't, it's not money, but it's, you have to buy in the local markets. And immediately those coupons go black market right. on online. You, they start establishing black market exchanges so that the coupons can be exchanged for money at a, at a reduced rate. It, it's that's immediately that's another one of those gimmicky things like premium friday in my view another one is the furusato noze the sending part of your uh local income tax to another municipality that is supposedly where you come from but in right. fact doesn't and in return you get a gift from that municipality right that's <laughs> I, that's a gimmick i like that gimmick. Tim loved that i, I thought that's a great <laughs> idea yeah well i live in, in a particular municipality that loses 14 million dollars a year because through this gimmick because people take advantage of it sure. and, and get the gifts and send the money out of the place where they live right which is Insane, but some people have this desire. I mean, to help Tohoku, to help Akita, to help then some. Then do these... it privately. Don't take don't take away from your own local community. But be- people are lazy, you know. Give me some steak from from that prefecture, and I'll send you some money. That you mean sounds you great. get steak. You get steak. I was thinking of pen you get miso. No, no, you get no, good no, you stuff. Get what wow. you, that there, go up online and see that the, there's an there. It's entirely institutionalized. 
and now I'm from Augusta, Georgia. The, the, it's not included. Now. It's <laughs> not. It's not in there. You, you don't Is that get a golf clubs. No. No, it's only it's Japan only right now. Oh. God help us if it ever goes outside of Japan. <laughs> Trump stakes. And I see Premium Friday in that latter category of gimmicks, mm -hmm. and that it may catch on, but it'll take on a life of its own, like Furusato Noze has taken on a life of its own, and it will become. A, a net negative mm -hmm. for a lot of companies. It'll be for a lot of people, and it will. I, I, I even if manufacturers go on in on it, they're going to somehow twist it so that it ends up in lower wages. The Abe administration throwing it up against the wall to see if it sticks. Stay tuned. We'll see how this one pans out.